welcome to After Dark. It is me, and of course, uh, Liv, hello. Hi, how are you? Hello, I'm doing great. How are you, Trev? I'm doing well. You know, I have to say, I, um, uh, we, we, you know, we, we used to record these more often uh, because both of us were a little, uh, had a little more predictable schedules, or I certainly did, um, and all sorts of stuff happened, COVID, etc. But I will say that uh, despite being um, a little less frequent with these, you are still, uh, most people when they contact me to be on the show will often say, I am also happy to be on an episode with AV or Liv. Um, wow. Yeah, you are consistently... Um, you know, one of the people people ask for. So uh, I just thought you'd like to know. Yeah, who's who's checking in on me? Well, uh, 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 Pete from um, from the lovely uh, uh, oh god, why did uh, Potside Pot picnic. picnic? Yeah, Potside Picnic. Um, who who had you you were on to talk about Dune with? As I, was I recall, on, yeah, I talked about Dune. I talked about Dark City. I talked about Lovecraft. I've been on a on a few episodes over there. Well, Pete was asking for you. I mean, yeah, I know what happens. It's like that was just the other day. There there have been others, but I can't recall them because I have the memory of a goldfish. But um, yeah, no, it's a, people. People always ask about you. It's a. Uh, I, I I want you to know you are you are one of the favorite uh, favorite voices, and perhaps even more so than myself on this on this podcast. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I would love to record an episode with Pete. That would okay. that would be a, a treat for me. I'll let him know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll 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 get back to Pete on that. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, how are you? How have you been? Oh, I'm just you know doing doing great. I think one of the other reasons why uh, these have been, I think that these will be increasingly more more predictable for when we, we can strong agree strong um, agree but like the original name i mean still the current name suggests is we used to record these after dark and now we are uh morning recorders <laughs> yeah we record them <laughs> on sunday afternoons <laughs> technically not the most normal time to record a podcast but it works we have like a more of like a Regis and Kelly thing going on now than before. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I hope I hope uh, yeah, we're both a little more lively than Regis at this point. Uh, but yes, we do have a Regis and Kelly thing going. I like that you pulled from that as opposed to um, Regis and Kathy Lee or Kelly well, I, and Michael. Yeah, I don't think I'm a Kathy Lee. I think that I'm a I'm a Kelly. I think Kelly is plant based. You know, we got to stand she, that. I, okay. I believe so. I buy it. I buy it. Yeah. Okay. Is now is is Kathy Lee? Is she a strong carnivore? She does give off that energy. She does give off like wow. paleo vibes to me. If Ooh, anything. Okay. All right. I hope. Um, you know, if if that's the case, I hope that um, uh, Kathy's uh, lawyers are kind to us uh, if we got it wrong. Um, yeah, I hope the the real Kathy Lee heads aren't aren't going to be on me about this episode. They might, you know, they they have a strong um, contingent online. Uh, they like to they like to post up in people's threads. It's a it's a real problem. Yeah, I'm going to get spammed with the Kathy Lee fan cams. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best kind of spam, honestly. Like, I wish I wish more trolls did fan cams. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I think like I think like posting like you know the same joke image and stuff like that. While you know I certainly have done it too, 
I think that's out. And I think um, posting fan cams is in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, now that we've settled that, uh, I'll see you. I'll see you in a couple weeks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. So. So, yeah, no, it, it has been it has been a little strange because we've been we've been recording in the daytime and, and it always is kind of tricky to get get us both at the same place at the same time because we've been busy. You've been super busy. I'm yeah, I'm busy with work. I'm not really busy with anything else because as we that all counts. know, I have not seen my boyfriend in uh what is it? 15 months. Have you is he still lost? Yeah. <laughs> in regional Australia. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. The worst place to be lost. And now uh, of course he he's lost uh emotionally due to the loss of um in the monarchy of oh yeah no now um, your boyfriend really feels his um his status as a colonial subject very strongly if i'm not mistaken yeah it's it's a little bit of a sore spot um he's he's definitely big on uh being part of the commonwealth and, and what that means for him oh well it's a tough time i mean you know everyone grieves in their own way um and i hope he's doing all right uh, you know, we, we, we send our best to, to all of the morning subjects of of uh, Princes uh, Philip and uh, whatever other princes may have passed away in the uh, time between anyone. recording this and, uh, and publication. <laughs> That's a very suggestive in a way that uh, I don't think that we should further expand on. Well, yeah, no, no. I mean, not not like I could do it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It has hints of a sense of knowing that I don't want to be a part of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so one of uh, one of the um, one of my favorite uh, people on Twitter is um, I, I I never he's also Australian, but um, I never remember his actual at because it's very hard to spell. Uh, I think it's T H O I. Yeah, it's at. T H O I R D E A L B H A I G H, um, and uh, they were they were like Tudley before. I forget what their their at was at that point, but um, they had a bit where they would just um, every time like a, a famous person died, they would say they would at them and say, uh, "I'm coming to your house to kill you. This is an actionable threat." Um, because t- 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 technically that's not a problem if they're if they're dead, you can't be prosecuted for that. Um, but he did it to, uh, to Prince Philip a while back when he looked like he was going to die, and his account got deleted forever. Well, so I think it, it was a big it was a big moment for him um, that, that this was the real thing. I feel like sometimes it's dangerous to tweet stuff from Australia. Like they have different laws there about like what you can say online, and like uh, you can be held to held to satire. I think a, a bit more. Oh, really? Or just like to things that you that could be considered like an accusation that you don't necessarily have all the evidence for. I'm glad we don't live in that terrible state. Um, Just kidding. Australia seems lovely. Um, Actually, even, even Kristen has said, my wife uh, has said that um, she would consider visiting Australia. I think with the understanding that when we did, you would be living there. Um, Because I don't think she wants to visit Australia otherwise, but um, uh, which is a big deal because she, uh, she doesn't like the spiders there. So um, the, I think, like, even she has become somewhat Australia-pilled uh, in these in these recent days. I, I am a bit Oz-pilled. Um, it, but I, too, like, every once in a while, I'll just kind of try to, like, 
test for reassurance about the spider situation. Like, yeah, but the, <laughs> the spiders are a little bit overblown, huh? And my boyfriend just like goes completely silent, like just like has no words of affirmation for me. Just like we're gonna get through this. It's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be okay. I feel like the spiders are. Yeah, I feel like the spiders are not overblown. <laughs> I feel like for everything I've heard, that's a real thing. The spiders, the spiders are out there, uh, just like just like your favorite uh, hip hop artists. They are out there. Um, yeah, I um, I don't know. I'm 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 rooting for you in your battle versus the spiders. Yeah, I'm just not a fan of thick bugs in general. <laughs> <laughs> the spelt bugs are fine. It's really just the thick ones. You just see, that's rude that you don't like thick bugs, but. That's okay. Um, they're out here trying to reinforce body positivity, and here you are. Um, I I did see a, uh, I, and then we can we can get started. But I, I saw a um, a funny review of a movie that I I don't think I'll be watching. Um, just like this Netflix um, superhero thing with um, I forget mm-hmm. who's in it, uh, but it's like a, it's like sort of a parody. It's it's two women. And I think it's supposed to be like a send up kind of of superhero movies, but um, the Melissa McCarthy one with Jason. Yeah, Cameron? Melissa McCarthy's in it. That's right. Um, I, I don't. I didn't. Hadn't seen much about it, and like the idea of a superhero parody doesn't do much for me. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, someone was complaining about it and saying that you know it it um, and maybe it does. I don't know. I didn't watch it, but uh, that it uh, kind of like hints that it's going to try and do something. Uh, interesting but then uh then kind of goes back on that and like and just reaffirms old stereotypes and biases against you know differently abled people and stuff like that and the the example it used was i guess melissa mccarthy's character's boyfriend is a guy named like captain lobster or captain crab and he has giant crab arms and he (laughs) he can't put on like sunscreen (laughs) or like open a beer bottle because of it um and i gotta say i kind of I don't know why, but the idea of the Captain Crab thing did not, it did not have the sort of outrage effect that I believe it probably should have. And the, uh, the author wanted it to, I just kind of started imagining, uh, that person in real life. Yeah. Cause it's, it's Jason Bateman with crab claws, but it I is, think, it's also Jason Bateman. Yes, that's right. I think that it's gotten a lot of, a lot more, um, eyes on it just because melissa mccarthy is in it but apparently it's like her husband's movie which so it's just Uh, like maybe not of the normal caliber that we expect of a melissa mccarthy it's not gilmore girls level is what you're oh no 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 okay all right um we've talked about gilmore girls a lot on this for a show that i have not uh, ever uh, watched all the way through um i don't expect i will it doesn't click with me all that much but it clicks with a lot of people so i i admit i'm the weird one here I think it's interesting the way that it clicks with so many people because I really do enjoy watching it. And the first time I liked all the characters whenever I was like a teenager and now I like it just as much, but I hate all the characters. And like, so the people who like really love the characters and think they're good people, I think that that's a bizarre feeling to have. It's like a a Hogwarts house in the bio type of personality to really like the Gilmore Girls. But... That's fair. Yeah, I um I can't stand Rory. I like I, No, she's not a good person. I hate Rory. Like every time she's on screen, I want to scream. Like it, it it's like Pavlovian. I just I I can't stand like watching her do anything. And like 
I always worry someone's going to be like, wow, that's pretty sexist of you. You can't stand a strong woman. Um, but she's not, a, she's not a strong woman. It's fine. It, okay, good. Good. Thank you. And I think that um, that's why, like, maybe people didn't like the re- revival kind of thing as much either because, like, Rory follows her same character development where she continues to not be a good person. And then I think people were shocked that she's not actually a good person. Continuing I think that on makes a lot life. of sense, honestly. Like, it seems like it seems like that that is how you want to play the the uh, the sequel, because that is how Rory would be. I don't think she'd suddenly become a good person. Mm. There was nothing to challenge her to become a good person in the show. I, I think it goes back to like what's probably always going to be a discourse about like likable characters and like do characters Mm. need to be likable and like is a that so many people don't like media because the characters aren't likable and it's like you don't have to like every character as long as they're that's true written written well um yeah and honestly like me not liking rory is not sort of the mark of me i i i am bad at watching um things that deal like primarily with like will they won't they romance and stuff like it doesn't it doesn't appeal to me in the way that perhaps it ought to uh maybe that's i don't know maybe that's on me but um yeah i think like rory not being likable is not my first uh complaint with the show it just doesn't grab me but i i appreciate it uh nonetheless you don't have to appreciate it no i do i really do i appreciate like how many different people enjoy it and like how it kind of can speak to all these people it's it's kind of interesting that way Mm. i think that it's definitely a style that either works for you or doesn't because i think Mm -hmm. that the other um the other stuff that that Amy Sherman Palladino has made it has like, I think the same polarizing effect on people. Yeah. It seems that way. Um, it seems like it's a, uh, I don't know. Like the, the, the constant references are a little much. Um, mm. And I'll I say, think I'll say I, that. Yeah. I think that it's more pronounced in just because like whenever I watched it, all of the references were old to like, they were all before my time and like felt historical. Um, whereas like whenever <laughs> I watched like the current one and it was like, I, you know, I don't want to hear you reference like, I don't know, Nicki Minaj or something like that. That's not like, yeah, it yeah. then becomes like very apparent as a reference. And it's like cringy to me whenever it's referencing stuff that's in my, my life and my um, pop culture. Yeah, it's sort of like the difference between, like, reading an old book and watching an episode of Family Guy. Like, yeah, okay, I, like, I'm glad you know who Soldier Boy is, but, like, I don't know, dude. Like, <laughs> I said Soldier Boy like that because I assumed it was how they would say it in Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I just want everyone to know, I know it's Soldier Boy, but I don't, I was doing a bit. Anyway, I think that, uh... <laughs> That launches us into our next conversation. Oh, yeah, really well, actually, just masterfully. (laughs) Um, um, Yeah, no, so so, um, I don't know if you've heard about this, but um, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? That uh, the COVID-19 vaccines are are, are coming into fashion and people are getting out in the world a little more or planning to. Uh, Are you you feeling good about the COVID-19 vaccine? I'm feeling great about them. And like, oh, good. I've been 
completely vaccinated for three months now. Like I, you know, I, I was vaccinated pretty early on um, and I have not been doing anything because other people aren't vaccinated still. And I think there's a lot of, uh, I mean, I think there's still like questions about like how well does the vaccine prevent, you know, you from being a disease carrier where like now the idea is like it, you're probably a pretty low risk carrier. Right. But yeah, there was uh, a lot of controversy about that for for like a while before. I mean, that was not like that was not a settled subject until fairly recently. Yeah. So I think right now, like I still am preferring staying in rather than going to like, I don't know, like half hearted things out in the community um Mm -hmm. but i'm very excited for things to like actually get back and not feel not feel as weird yeah no exactly and like it's a weird feeling to be and i've seen people say this um sorry i'm going to take a drink of water Mm. water (laughs) (laughs) self-care king this is (laughs) this episode brought to you by h2o um but uh yeah no i think i think like the the um it's weird feeling optimistic about stuff after this year right or this past yeah the past like pandemic year like it 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 feels weird to be like oh yeah things are going really well with this particular thing um and i don't think that's un- i don't think that's unreasonable i'll say that like i think it's fine to like be a little like i don't know a little not troubled, but like a little like surprised, right? <laughs> that, that things are going so well. Mm. Um, See, things are going horribly in Australia for vaccination. Oh so, no! Um, I'm not sure how that. I don't. Right now, I don't even like know what my timeline is, just because they're not accepting visas currently. Um, but I imagine that this does not help. <laughs> um. Yeah, even though I'm probably. vaccinated, I think that I would still have to like quarantine whenever I got there, even. Yeah. And they have the they have the blood clot vaccine as well. Oh, the the AstraZeneca. Yeah. You know, that was actually a conversation between me and Kristen the other day where she said that she would not take the AstraZeneca vaccine if there was a risk higher, like even like a moderate risk of blood clots. And I said I definitely would. Oh, I definitely would. It's like, yeah, it seems like much less of a much less of a chance than than getting covid. Yeah. And it's whenever you look at the risk chance compared to like other things that I've done, like taking a birth control pill, um, it's Mm -hmm. nowhere close to, you know, as common as it is with birth control. And that's just like an understandable risk of, of doing something for, for your health in that way, which I think does open a discussion about like, well, why have we gotten to this like uh, complacency about how good, birth control can get that we're just like yeah you know like if if they get blood clots every once in a while that's gonna be fine if they get depressed that's fine it's fine (laughs) look like you don't have a kid then it's like how depressed could you be um yeah no exactly i think like i think there has to be i think the thing about covid19 discussions is that like the Discussions about side effects and the vaccines and concerns and like oversight and stuff. Literally everyone just like begins and ends with COVID. And it's like, well, we could probably just like probably could expand this a little bit. Um, Talk about other stuff, too. Yeah. Like, I think that um, in not exactly the same line, but like that HIV vaccines are being developed from the mRNA vaccine now. Yeah. 
just like what we have spent money on and to research like to that we're getting to this HIV vaccine now after um, you know decades of un- unnecessary deaths apparently because apparently it was um, possible um, but until it affected people who you know yeah. weren't in the minority yeah it's it, it's interesting because I think like what what people would end up saying to you at that point would be like, well, you know, they were doing research on HIV vaccines or, or AIDS vaccines. And like, yes, of course they were. But like the amount of funding, like that's, that's what everyone points to. It's like, yeah, like if you're surprised this took so little, it's because it took so little time compared to other vaccines. It's because like it just got monster funding. And so it was able to finish. And it's like, at that point you start, you do start wondering like, why didn't we care about doing this for other stuff too? Um, and I think you might be right that it's because it didn't affect the right people. Right. But... This is a cheer, cheery start to the episode. <laughs> but we're feeling good. So, <laughs> But we're going to be able to go outside soon, which is, that's which what, is exciting. That's what I'm to understand. I, you know, I'm, I'm – you know, let's, let's – I got to see it before I believe it. But apparently we can go outside soon and see people um, and do stuff. Uh, and that's exciting. That's exciting. And maybe you'll get to go to Australia and maybe I'll get to visit you in Australia. Um, all this good stuff. Uh, yeah, cause I have to make it about me, you see. Uh, actually, and I'll, I'll say this to you cause, uh, cause, um, there, there is a history of you with this. Um, uh, I actually, uh, Josh, uh, Bo- at, at Bosch J on Twitter, uh, Borman got in touch with me about, uh, doing a show this summer when uh when um uh the the theater opens up again wow so, yeah like uh, you know nature is healing um <laughs> no cartridge live shows that's whenever you know that we're <laughs> we're truly out of the woods with this thing the president yeah uh, many presidents at this point it's one of the only bipartisan things both trump and biden um are on record as saying we need to get back no cartridge live shows by um christmas 2021 um, for, for the nation to heal. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, 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 it's getting cool. And so like this brings up, I, I think, and you, you suggested this one, um, it brings up this like really cool specter of exploring stuff again. Um, Liv, let me ask, do you like exploring stuff in real life? Are you Uh, an exploration head? I do. Like, I, I like being outside. Um, I do like exploring. I like, the idea of going to national parks and like that kind of exploring as well. But mm. I like to, I like to climb a good mountain. I like to kayak a bayou. Um, Ooh, kayak a bayou. That's cool. Yeah, absolutely. We can't do that here. It's illegal. All our bayous are protected. And I think just like spending time um, paying attention to things that you usually drive past. And mm. uh, a couple of weekends ago, I got to drive up and go see my niece who's who's three now and so much fun but just like going on walks with her and like being able to like look at all the different like wildflowers and um just spending time paying attention to small things in the world i think is is very healing Um, yeah definitely no, I, I, and I think that's a good way of putting it, like just being able to actually like take the time away from anxiety and like fear and stuff to sort of like, again, refocus on what's still around and, and nice and enjoyable and all. It's 
you know, like I, I feel like the term doom scrolling is now like way, way over, you know, it can't really be used effectively anymore. But, you know, it's it's kind of like the opposite of whatever that impulse was where, you know, the 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 impulse is to just stay in and uh, freak out. And like exploration is kind of the opposite of that. Yeah. Just like instead of depending on something else to like stimulate your brain for you and always mm. having an influx of like. I mean, looking looking at Twitter is pretty horrible. Um, it's not I, good for you. <laughs> I don't look at it very frequently anymore because it's just like, oh, all these people are talking about all these different things. I'm trying to think about so many different things at once. And that's it's not pleasurable sometimes. Not that you shouldn't be aware of what's going on in the world. Um, but I think it, being more community-based um, and caring about what, like, what's going on in your personal community, that it's is grounding. Liv is on record. America first. Um, just, just kidding. That's not really oh what you said. Oh my gosh, that's not oh, what I said. Oh no, oh no. that's gonna be quoted <laughs> everywhere. I'm would canceled. Be would be funny if someone quoted that. <laughs> uh, well, you know, and uh, a friend of, um, and actually, um, this is this is also uh, we were talking about Pete earlier. Uh, Former co-host of Podside Picnic, Connor Southard, is uh, is off Twitter, and um, I've texted with him. Yeah, and he seems so much happier. <laughs> like honestly, he just seems so pleased. Like it seems to be like a breath of fresh air for him. And like I feel like in some ways, you know, not all of us have the uh, not all of us on this podcast who might be speaking into the microphone right the second have the control and wherewithal to do something like that, but. Um, I feel like the idea of exploring and getting out in the world is, um, I don't know, it, it's definitely something that, um, you know, makes me look forward to, to the upcoming times when we're a little less locked down. So you suggested we talk about exploration in video games where I'm told it sometimes happens. Yeah, I think that... <laughs> um... That exploring in video games on, like, small and big scales is probably one of my favorite aspects of games. Like, if, if there is really good exploration and um, world building through through the environment that mm. I remember games more favorably, even if it let me down in other aspects. Fair enough. That's kind of the – that's the dream of every uh... – open world game that they make a good enough game that you sort of ignore every other flaw, flaw that they didn't have time or like the ability to fix um that you just love the world so much that you kind of like are fine with whatever uh, which isn't a bad thing that sounds that sounds like the the quote for the back of like no man's sky or something like that <laughs> <laughs> and just like maybe you'll get a second chance, a second chance at love if um, if you have the the spark of exploration that you can then be like, wait, hold up, I can I can give you something else too. <laughs> yeah, well, that also should be the backward romance guy. Like, wait, I, I can change. Um, yeah, no, you're right. Like it it is it, it it like it basically. I think the promise of any open world game is like not that the gameplay will be any better than a linear game, but that you'll feel all that more like it's a real place and you're really immersed in it. Um, which I mean, might be kind of an obvious thing to say, but it, it is like, I think something that I often lose sight of when I'm thinking about, Oh, do I like these open world games or not? Like they really are going for a particular thing. 
And I think it does um, kind of resist the information overflow. Like you, you do have to kind of allow yourself to lose sense of time and to not be like moving through a game as quickly as possible because you're accomplishing a task. Um, but to like really allow yourself to like attend to, to different things and like follow your own sense of mm-hmm. like what's what's interesting to you rather than just like being passively stimulated yeah definitely i think like these games work best if you and i think we've talked about this in another episode but I don't, i'm not sure i know i've discussed it with someone at some point but i feel like it was you but uh um how like not completing things like making things not a checklist is like can be really hard but also really rewarding like leaving mm-hmm. things on the table essentially Yes, yes. I um I'm trying to think of of what we may have been talking about cuz I don't think it was specifically about exploration. Um, no, I don't think it was. I don't think we've talked about exploration on this show. But if we have, well, all the better. We can revisit it and explore a new version of it. Even like a game like Undertale isn't like necessarily like um an exploration game, but it does like leave that uh, subjectivity um Yeah. To for you. sure. And, like, I think the, yeah, you're absolutely right. And, like, Undertale's great that way because you absolutely can, um, you know, choose to leave certain approaches on the table. Like, you don't have to mm, ever I do, think. famously, you don't have to do the lethal version, but you also don't have to do the non lethal. You could just do whatever you want. I think that we were, that we may have been talking about Undertale because I think I was talking about, like, that I felt pressured to, like, talk to everyone and, like, exhaust uh, yeah. dialogue options. Um, which I shouldn't do. But the, like if the writing's good, it's hard to, it's hard to let it go. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, I think I think you're right. Like like a, a a good open world game challenges you to sort of get get beyond that understanding of the game. Be like, yeah, you know what? Like it, it doesn't matter if it's like if this is a game that is um, you know, is complete for me or not. Like whatever complete happens to mean is going to be subjective anyway. Like, let's just enjoy the game as it stands. And, like, yeah, I think a good open-world game makes that easy to do. So what are these games for you? Yeah, I actually I, – I realized I started talking about open-world games, and that's because they are these for me. I don't usually so – I'm not typically huge on open-world games. I end up playing a lot of them for whatever reason. I think in part because, like – Definitely in the past, I felt like I needed to play the most recent games because I'm worried about, you know, not doing the podcast proud or whatever. (laughs) But like, you know, uh, um, I'm not always a big fan of them. Um, Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Right. But um, I do think uh, the games that really worked this way for me, the one that comes to mind immediately, uh, funny enough, and I don't think this is like, I, I don't even know if I'd say this is a good game in the traditional sense but uh is uh oblivion um yeah the, the elder scrolls game uh not even not even morrowind because i i started with oblivion not morrowind because of just where where you know my uh gaming uh you know ups and downs fell and like for me as I just, well okay cool yeah that like because i know morrowind's the big one and like looking at it it's it's obviously like ultra creative and interesting and everything i get why people are super into it but like for me it was oblivion and just like walking around and realizing like, Oh, I can just walk to the next town no matter how long it takes me. I can just like wander around these places and find stuff. It was really cool. Like it was something that 
I feel like I had never really experienced before um, in a game. And it, it just like, it grabbed me. And I still remember just the pleasure of, you know, like walking around these places and just like losing myself and losing the time and having spent two hours doing mostly nothing except like, you know, getting from point A to point B. I think it also felt good that like there being, you know, like, uh, quote unquote, like rewards for exploring, like there might occasionally be like something like at the bottom of the water or something like that. Mm. Um, but not that frequently, like most of it is like just fun for the sake of fun to like, yeah. just look around. Yeah. And I think like, so like my other one that I thought of was, um, more recent and that's, um, uh, <laughs> Recently, recently canceled, um, uh, not canceled as in it's not being made, but canceled as in it is um, uh, being criticized correctly for its take on race, um, uh, Genshin Impact. Uh, I've been playing a lot of, I've played a lot of Genshin, and like the thing I like most about it is the, just like when they open up a new area, it is full of treasure chests and full of like little puzzles that aren't announced to you, and you just get to like wander around and like, I can lose myself for a long time in that just like kind of like just exploring a new area and, and, you know, not knowing what I'm going to come up against and maybe it's nothing, maybe it's something might be really cool, might be sort of like lame, but you know, inevitably it's going to be something that I will be like, I'll feel rewarded for having experienced. And like, there's something about just the, the idea of a reward for, you know, just going out there and enjoying the game uh, on its own terms that uh, is very appealing to me. Maybe that's like maybe that's a little try hard to say, like, I, I, I'm i glad there's a reward for me, but it's true. I like I thrive on that. Like, it's it's cool that there's a reward. I think that this is similar to um, I think that this is like probably the most obvious Olivia answer, but like my my favorite game that i've spent the most time exploring is world of warcraft what no Are you, i thought it was going to be assassin's creed odyssey <laughs> um and and the vanilla wow is a lot of like exploration for the sake of exploring and like one of my favorite things about it is that there's just like stuff that doesn't make sense like mm. either like models were left somewhere where it didn't make sense for them to be and so like on like wow boards people would like have lots of um theorizing about like why this like one troll was in a cave in the south of the desert like looking out at this other island and like you know like what secrets could this unlock when really it was like okay they just forgot a model out there like they put a test model there and then didn't do anything with it um but i i loved that that there was like a I think in a similar way to like oblivion, like a, a mystery to how the world was like put together. Um, yeah. Whereas in the, the later expansions, there's more of like uh, direct rewards for exploring that there will be like treasures or something and in, in places that might be tricky to, to get to you. Yeah. I think that's, that's true of like, and, and of course, like we're, we're experiencing it from people who started with oblivion, but I bet I, I'm sure there were more rewards in oblivion than in Morrowind. If, if the, if the, um, trajectory holds, cause I felt that was true in Skyrim too, where like all of a sudden it was like, Oh, like this is, this is like, you're supposed to go up this mountain. You're supposed to go over here or something like there's gotta that go behind the waterfall. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> what is this Zelda? Uh, 
I, I remember a tweet saying that um, someone really smart said that uh, being bisexual means liking all Bayonetta games and only one Zelda game. So maybe it's on my mind. You know, that's news to me, but whoever said that was so correct. That's, she spilled, that's a, she spilled a bit. <laughs> that's a little bit genius mode. <laughs> Hi, folks. Have you ever had the nagging suspicion that your hairline is retreating on you? Ever get curious about why it suddenly feels so breezy up there? Well, father time comes for us all, and when you think he might be coming for your hair, get him out of there with Keeps. Yes, friends, Keeps, a revolutionary new treatment for male pattern baldness and hair loss that, when used at the first signs of balding, allows you to keep that beautiful head of hair full and firm. Best of all, you can use Keeps from the comfort of your own home. Simply visit one of their doctors online and have a prescription mailed to the convenience of your own home. Every three months you'll get more, and if you're worried about the price, don't! Keeps uses a generic version of hair loss medicines and passes the savings on to you. A new price for a new you starting at $10 a month. But don't forget to act soon because the key to Keeps is prevention, not regrowth. Save that head of hair, friend, before it goes away, and save it today with a special offer code by going to www.keeps.com slash Hagelbon. That's www.keeps.com slash H-E-G-E-L-B-O-N. Go there and receive your first month free and tell them Hagelbon sent you. But, um, yeah, like, I, I, um... Like I, you know, in, um, there's this great, um, there's this great subquest in Oblivion. I remember where like you're, you're searching for like, I guess like it's like 12 gods basically of like the, the air. Like, I don't, I don't know if they're Dwemer gods or, or whatever. It's like the, the actual logistics of it are, are beyond, I'm, like lost to my memory, but like basically you're finding these t like 20 statues or, or something. It's this massive, like goofy quest that is very much optional <laughs> but um they're in like the weirdest places and like you can just spend a ton of time just wandering around the hills never finding them and like that's sort of a, another corollary of this where it's like yeah sorry like we put these in like crazy places so maybe you'll never find them like we just we made this stuff but we have no idea if you'll ever experience it and that's really cool to me that's beautiful it's like the the picture of jason jones that's hidden in like the the first halo or halo 2 whatever it is like that's one yeah you, exactly you weren't supposed to see it but you if you saw jason jones you deserve to see him <laughs> it's like the good parts of um the rec the most recent uh, fallout game the fallout 76 game where like people would just wander in and find some vault that the developers had made called like you know tom's vault <laughs> like what is this why is this in the game i yeah i mean that's like for some games, I think that's like the ultimate. That's like the best thing you can you can aspire to. This like this sense of I don't know being um, almost excessive uh, in in your content. Something that like you know you absolutely do not need to enjoy the game, but in fact, like if it's there, it really really helps uh, your personal feelings about it. I really like seeing that kind of stuff, like Tom's Vault, like seeing the the developer in the game. It's like the mark of the artist, like seeing yeah. the, the Tong marks on the side of like a ceramic where the, the artist took the ceramic out, that it's not just a work that someone's hands were on that making it. 
Yeah. And that like, you know, I think you're right. Cause like, it's also true that, you know, that approach to it is much more fun than thinking about like, Ooh, why is this troll here? Is this island important? It's like, no, the trolls there. Cause they, they forgot it. And, and like, that shows that someone made the game and that is interesting in and of itself. It doesn't have to be lore. It can just be cool. <laughs> yeah. I think that people don't recognize that enough that just like seeing a troll occasionally is a cool thing to do. Yeah. There was a, um, I've, I've been bringing up his podcast a lot on my, on the show recently. Cause I, I've been listening to, um, his most recent series, which was October. Uh, so my friend, Sean, um, McTiernan puts out podcasts sometimes and he put out a daily podcast on found on um, found footage movies, found footage horror movies in October last year. Uh, it was a daily podcast and um, I didn't have the time to listen to it or it was either the time or like I just wasn't in a good place to listen to it. Um, and so I'm listening to it now. And uh, so I'm thinking about it a lot. And he had an episode where he was talking about this um the short called this house has people in it, which was, I guess a, a YouTube, like a, not a YouTube, a, um, an adult swim short that had like a ton of like ARG kind of energy that like, you know, there was all sorts of stuff, people trying to figure out what it was about and stuff like this. Right. And the, the episode really focused on him kind of trying to think like, well, is this like helpful? Is it helpful for like a bunch of people to be thinking about, you know, what, like, is it helpful to be thinking about solving the art like this? Or is this just, like, kind of a mess? And I think that's, like, a good question. Like, mm. taking the art on its own and saying, like, wow, this is the art and it's, like, fascinating that this is out there is in so many ways, like, preferable to me than saying, you know, oh, uh, here's how the art works. I found all the secrets and now I've solved it, mm. <laughs> which I think is absolutely what people want to do in video games for sure. I do think I, I agree with y'all's y'all's take that trying to figure out an art it, like I think that that's just the most like soul draining task like <laughs> to like say what what something definitively means but I do think that ARGs have fallen off and and I wish mm. that they would come back like I can't think of a a gaming ARG since the first Destiny game came out Oh uh, um, yeah well, the the I mean the the legend is always I love bees Yeah 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 and uh, I, I mean no one can do it like Bungie come on Yeah it's um, true but I, I like the idea of like a, a multimedia presence. Like I, I like the idea of um, a story being told across media rather than like, I think that that's interesting. Cause I think that it does like leave spaces in between for interpretation too. Sorry, Tilly walked in. Uh, yeah, no, 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 I agree. And I think like, Sorry, she's mad at me because I didn't charge my switch. She wants to play uh, Animal Crossing. Um, <laughs> just a, a a a modern queen. Um, but no, yeah, it's like it's like um, there there is something really appealing about about I don't know. Like I, uh, I'm trying to think of how to how to like sort of add to that because you're right. Like it's it's this it's this way of approaching art that is that focuses on. It focuses on rewarding the the margins, but not in the way we're talking about with like Skyrim, mm -hmm. where like all of a sudden it's like or like or not or wow non vanilla where it's like, oh, yeah, like we, uh, you know, I 
I, I gave you this treasure in the corner, you know, I'm glad you glad you looked at this, you know, enjoy whatever. And like, because it's specifically built in a way that's like for it's then a new task. Like then it's not exploration. You see something and you're like, oh, I know a treasure is hidden there there because it looks exactly. in a certain way. Um, but I think also yeah. just websites have fallen off, which is like one of the. Um, that's one of your cause celebs, I think. I it, you, it truly is, and I think that it's going to in in our next Gigi No reread coming up very very soon. Very soon, um, we'll be talking about this again, I believe. It's going to be heavily website driven. I mean, I I I'll be honest. There's a lot of websites in this next one, um, but yeah, no, no, I agree, and I think like I think you know what you're saying about ARGs is fascinating because it is this approach to art that demands like it doesn't demand a um like a slavish sort of like you know be sure you understand exactly what's going on in this in this piece or like you know did you did you did you get it right or something like that it's much more about this like this sense of um you know we put this out here if you didn't find it you didn't miss the piece of art but if you did found find it i hope you enjoyed this cool thing that we discovered like, I think that's that's super cool. Like, that's really neat that there are people out there who would spend the time to make, like, a little extra film or a story or, like, a game or something and just put it out there and be like, well, if people find this, that's great. If they don't, totally cool, too. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. it. I, I love um, it, too. And maybe there are. Maybe we just haven't found the ARGs. Maybe they haven't fallen off. Maybe we've fallen off. <gasps> oh, hold on. Let's see. <laughs> ARG, uh, alternate reality game. Uh, okay, so Wikipedia describes this as. Uh, <laughs> uh, on the website um, front, though, there's a new like GeoGuessr-like website for World of Warcraft. That's um, my new favorite game that I can play forever. Where you like guess where you are in the World of Warcraft from like. Oh, little, that's little, sweet. Um, point, which is very hard for me for the for the new expansions, but for vanilla, it's pretty cool. I think you are correct that ARGs fell off because recent ARGs on this are um, uh, recent ARGs seem to be CBS had one for the show Jericho in 2007. <laughs> there was an ARG for Mr. Robot and uh, an ARG for Gravity Falls. Mm, uh, that that's like kind of rough. One. Hmm. That seems like a, a show that's good to have an ARG for. Gravity Falls, cool. I'll give it to. And Mr. Robot. Jericho, not as much. I don't know anything about about Jericho other than the wrestler. <laughs> you are a big Chris Jericho fan. <laughs> I, think, I think everyone knows that. Um, yeah, no, it's – it's. I don't know. It's, it's – uh, I don't know what to make of it. Uh, that ARGs have kind of fallen off, but I think you're right that they have. And I wonder if it has to do with this idea of wanting, wanting exploration to pay off into something that is instantly legible as opposed to something that is like, maybe not so clear. And it's, it's not a product. Like it's hard to sell an ARG. Like it doesn't have, um, I don't know that it translates into money um, mm-hmm. For for a company as well, if they're like, well, the game is selling, so why would we pay people time to like build this thing that's um, you know tangential to it? 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I, I, you know, of course, if the if the game itself is the product, then you just sell the. It, it's basically like the way that uh, you know Call of Duty has turned into only multiplayer. Not that you know, like I was any a big fan of the you know single player uh, campaigns or anything, but like you know. Surely narrowing it down. Yeah, <laughs> someone out there. But like even just the action of narrowing it down into multiplayer, right? Is like, yeah, we, we, you've gotten all the all the excess stuff is out. You know, for good or bad, it's just the thing we know you're buying this for, which is a little sad because then you don't get the stuff that kind of exceeds or or you know does something interesting or changes because it's like it kind of exists because it's excessive. Yeah, it's a very on the rails type of development. Yeah. Oh man, apparently there was a a Walt Disney ARG. Oh, hey look, um 21 Pilots started an ARG. I don't know anything about 21 Pilots. They're a band. They have a lot they have a big uh, stand <laughs> community on Twitter. I don't even know if like the the Boards of Canada one would count, but whenever their last I guess their last album, that was like almost a decade ago now, surely. Um like a record store day kind of thing where you had to unlock certain numbers or I don't know. I mean, you know, uh, boards of Canada walked. So 21 pilots could run. I think That's what that people say. People were already saying that, but like with, with ARGs as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think I am really, um, enlightened in terms of what exploration is now uh, like what what appeals to me about exploration and what it sort of i don't know the complexities of it so i thank you for bringing up this topic i i did not know that i had uh this much to think about in it i think also that whenever you think of exploration you kind of think on like those like immediate like open world huge games breath of the wild kind of stuff but sure. for me i think almost like a short hike like small mm. games small worlds but like feel like a vacation feel escapist like that feels really good to me or even like frog detective like suggest at this world that i really want to see and like just like even getting little pieces of it if it's like really themed well um the escapist aspect um really appeals to me i was thinking about that actually before we started about with um uh, smile with smile for me mm. um and how that sort of like the world like the the amount of inhabitants and people who you could like interact with and speak to and stuff like that that like there was sort of something excessive there too that really intrigued me I probably think about Smile for me more than any other game that I played in recent years. Like it blows more my mind. More than Bioshock? <laughs> it blows my mind that not everyone has played this game. I don't see anyone else talking about it. Please. It's so good. Play it. Talk about it. Smile. I for feel me like we good. told people to play this game. I've told I feel like I've told people many times on many occasions to play and this game. And yet so, you know, if our demands aren't met, uh here are the list of royals that will die. Uh, just, just, just kidding. <laughs> redacted. <laughs> redacted, redacted, redacted. Unfortunately, we can't promise that uh, or threaten it for that matter. Um, Liv, are there any other games that you feel – are you are you a big Valheim head? Are you uh, – I will say exploring in Valheim was very fun, the, the, the little I did of it. I'm looking forward to doing more. Um, 
any any other games that that jump to mind as as like necessary uh moments of exploration i think for me also firewatch is is one that i feel like accomplished everything really well and did reward exploring and totally. somehow gave the sense of like this sprawling world and and hit its corners very well like and it just like it drove the narrative so much for the um for the environment to to be said of how it was yeah no i totally i i think you know that it's hard to imagine a game that is more um sort of like embedded in my mind for what for the like the the, the length of time i was in the world which, which wasn't that long but like i can still remember like certain trails and stuff like that like that game really really successfully like associated a, a place and a time um in a way that like I don't think a lot of games do. I think, yeah, time of day too. Like I don't, mm. um, I think is really um, important for, for exploration. Um, anything with, with day night cycles. You got to love a day night cycle. Cause that happens in real life. People are realizing it more and more. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the sun goes down, the moon comes up. Never a miscommunication. Like, I'm just sick of people not recognizing this. <laughs> not, uh, well, it's more, more and more we're going to get uh, we're going to get some um, some day night. I don't know what to say to that. I, I we we said it. Um, we snapped and we were right to do so. <laughs> I'm gonna ma- I'm gonna message you a picture of uh, apparently this is one of my uh, it's my stepbrother's child, one of my nephews. Um, I've never met him because of COVID. Um, so apparently he exists. He has a twin. Uh, my mom sent me a picture of him. He's very cute. I don't know which one of them this is. Um, but I thought I'd, I'd narrate to the audience that I was sending you a picture of a child, uh, at eight month old. So, you know, it's, it's okay. <laughs> I feel like there was a lot of explanation there that raised more questions than it answered. <laughs> That's what exploration's about. <laughs> This is what I talk about with excess. It's important. So I guess I will, I will seek your take on this. Um, hmm. As we mentioned before, Breath of the Wild. What do you What do you think? Do you That's a game that I think gets frequently um, celebrated for its exploration. I like the exploration in, in Breath of the Wild. I think um, the parts of the exploration I like in Breath of the Wild the most are the parts that are least um, tied down. Where like you can wander and find those dragons, you know, like the there's like there are sections where like I, I forget what they're called, but they're like they're sort of like vaguely godlike beings that are sort of outside of your understanding, kind of mythical or whatever. And they just kinda like there's one in the in the snow section that you just have to follow, basically. You don't have any other <laughs> real move except to follow it around. And I thought that was pretty neat. Um, because you just kind of stumble upon it and 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 go from there. And I like the idea of finding shrines. Um, it is a little bit like, I, I will say, like, it leans more towards the, like, the everything has a treasure sort of thing. Like, mm-hmm. the kind of overdetermined element that way. Um, and there isn't a lot of, like, fat, which means that, you know, there's not a lot of stuff that's just like, oh, this is just there to be there. It's very polished. But, you know, I enjoyed it. I think I will I will credit 
Breath of the Wild with the introduction of the glider mechanic, which is like one of my favorite ways to explore worlds now, just like sort of like above and like drifting along. And I'm glad more games are including it. What is your thought? I'm going to have to celebrate it for introducing the having a horse and giving it a name mechanic. I'm a big fan of that mechanic, being able to name an animal in a game. I get scared about that because I worry that the animal will die and I'll be sad. Can you... Can your horses die? And I don't think so. But have you have you tried? It's been a long time. See, I immediately just started like exploring in that game and not doing the mechanics, and then I ended up in places where I couldn't really do anything. And so then I was like, "Well, I'll get out of here later." And then I think it's like three years later now that I have not uh, returned <laughs> to the game. But that's also one way to play that game. I think like it is just like it it it. The game's good because it encourages you in that way to just, like, jump in and enjoy yourself. Mm. Um, I think that's, like, the best part about it is, like, the exploration really is just, like, okay, here's a world, you know, like, get at it. I do think that I would have to restart the game um, if I were to go back to it now, though. I have restarted that game many times. I've never beaten it. Um, I'm close to beating it this time, but I haven't played it in a little while. I don't think I need to restart it, but I better get on it before I do. I will say that. I'm on notice. Yeah. This is probably a pretty popular pick for this. Maybe maybe not as um not as cool anymore, but I do think that Minecraft mm. was a pioneer. And I think that my favorite thing about Minecraft in a similar way that I did with WoW too is that you get to explore with friends in a in a cool way and that you get to that you benefit from being with other people and making stuff with other people and um, I don't know. I just have very fond fond memories of playing it with other people, whereas these other games seem more like solitary exploration. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And I think like, you know, one of the things that um, one of the things that you get in games like Minecraft and even like Animal Crossing, which I'm I'm getting to watch someone really who like gets Animal Crossing because I, I famously to myself, um did not really get Animal Crossing and it never clicked with me in the right way. Like Stardew Valley, big, big fan of put, you know, my hundred hours into it. Not as much as some, but a lot of, you know, a lot of hours. Animal Crossing just didn't do it for me. Um, But I did, um, I'm getting to watch it through someone's eyes who does love it and like who it clicks for. I think it's a great game, but it just didn't click for me. And it's neat to watch the way that exploration can also just, like, be about self-styling and, like, finding things that the game offers you and deciding, like, oh, I like this or I don't like this or I'm choosing the game to be – I'm choosing the aesthetic of the game to look like this. Mm. Like, sort of like the the uh, exploration that happens vis-a-vis, like, SimCity even, right? Like, I can make this look however it wants, like a blank canvas, I guess is why I thought of it with Minecraft, too. That is that is very, very true. Like those are probably my fondest memories of like early um, quarantine. Where like whenever Animal Crossing first came out and getting to go to other people's islands once they like started having like their aesthetic, um, and every island like just looked completely different, and um, and that it's a reflection of of um, the player as an artist within within their world and and how they're going to present the world to you mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly and i think like there's something there's something that's very much a 
don't know. Like it, it's not the same as exploring in, in a world, but it is like in like a world, like, um, you know, the early elder scrolls, 3d games or whatever, but like, there's something to it where you do get that sense of the, um, the inessential or like the, the extra that, that can happen. Like, not everything in Animal Crossing, like the, uh, like Tilly got a popcorn maker, and like, oh, I have what a is popcorn that? maker? Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> well, you, I'll tell her that she hasn't beaten you yet. Um, <laughs> Mine's pink. If she if she wants me to order one for her. Whoa, whoa! I bet she would. Um, but like, you know, like she she has a popcorn maker in the game, and it's like, well, what does that accomplish mechanically? Well, nothing. Of course not. Like it's it's a popcorn maker. It's just fun, and like. That is, I think, like, that is, um, that's its own kind of, like, excess where it's, like, yeah, you know, I, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter if the popcorn maker makes popcorn or, like, it helps improve your HP or something. You just, like, picked it up and you think it looks cool in your house and you don't need to have it, but you can. And, like, that, that kind of excess is cool to me because it, yeah, of course, like it has some sort of intent and it's its own mechanic to like design and stuff, but it's not winning or losing, right? It's not like the way we understand games in general. It's just, you know, there to be enjoyed. Yeah, I think it that's interesting to uh, interpret customization as a type of exploration. It's um, what drove me to enjoy like Neopets so much uh, as a kid, like uh, customizing your like I think web you brought pages. up that you like Neopets before. <laughs> <laughs> jokes, jokes. <laughs> if it's not WoW or Neopets or Overwatch, what else am I going to talk about? I don't know. It's a smile for me. Um, yeah, well, I, and like even Overwatch, right? Like the skins and stuff are part of the customization, although that is much more uh, gamified and monetized and, and stuff like that. much more fairness. racist. Oh, yeah. Hard hard to be less. I did like your, your tweet that Zarya's skin just <laughs> new skin just feels racist and you haven't quite determined why. There's just like, it's a little bit too Nordic with a lot of like sun emblems on it. There's just something mm. about that. that there's, there's too many symbols on it that one of them is not uh, a right wing extremist symbol. And all I mean, the listen. other, all the other new skins are like colonial. It's like colonial US, colonial England, colonial Japan. Ooh. Like, I just don't understand how there's, like, no one developing skins. It's like, hold up, guys. You know, like, we've been criticized for being kind of racist in the past. <laughs> Blizzard, Blizzard's, Blizzard's head racism guy is like, now hang on here. <laughs> I think... Turning the racism dial and looking at the crowd for. <laughs> I did think about this in, in Arknights. They had a, uh, they had, I think Arknights has, like, really nice skins. The, the gotcha game I enjoy. And, like, I will say, like, the... They did have they released one for a character that I I use a lot and it was just like a conquistador skin. I was like, oof, boy, <laughs> hard pass, but thanks. It's just like I don't. Why would I want any sort of game I like to look like? Oh, look, it's it's Pissarro. Like, there's no. I don't know. That doesn't seem helpful. That's the that's the bad kind of exploration. Why anyone releases skins that aren't just different types of birds and monkeys is beyond me. That's what everyone wants to look like. I think that and um, this is this is I'm, I'm stealing this completely from Andrew, but uh, uh, bathing suit skins that uh, somehow show less skin than the uh, original one. 
like bathing suit with a neat wrap and a an umbrella and like a, a cool plush that they're carrying around as a pillow. That's like that's my jam right there. Yeah, that's that sounds relaxing. Yeah, it's just chill. It's good. Well, Liv, we've come to the end of another After Dark. What um, what wisdom do you want to leave the audience with? Just seek out seek out the games that bring you joy, and don't be wow. like me and just play Overwatch for hundreds of hours and then reminisce about the good times exploring in games. Don't do that. <laughs> It's a shame they stopped making games where you can explore, but I mean, it's good that they dedicated all that time to Overwatch development. I, well, I, I do think that it takes a conscious unlearning whenever you've gotten yourself in like that checklist mode where uh, you've somehow capitalism has warped your brain into always thinking about productivity and somehow mm-hmm. like that's affecting how you're enjoying video games as well. And I mean, like, I'm so guilty of it. And I think it takes, like, truly that you have to sit down and be like, I think I would enjoy this game. I'm going to play it for 10 minutes. And if it still seems boring, then I'm going to play it for 15 more minutes after that. And then, like, just keep playing it because I think I'm going to enjoy this. And just, like, allowing yourself, um, giving permission to yourself to spend time to learn to enjoy things rather than just, like, you know, getting positive reinforcement every 15 seconds Hmm. that's beautiful i like that i will i will try and work that in i will try to work that lesson into my daily life i am it's a work in progress for me but i i think that uh, i think that it has been improving how dare you how dare you try to do something over time based on your own advice to try and do things over time (laughs) and now to go play you should chastise yourself very angry Well, Liv, let's do it again soon. I know we're actually we're actually planning on recording again very soon. So this is this is a wonderful, wonderful trend in my book. And I think that uh, we we announced that our next Gino reread was going to be one thing, but it's not going to be that. It's going to be something no, completely different. No, it's not. <laughs> Trick ya. It is. I will say the game. You say the book. It is Hypnospace Outlaw for the book or for the game. Yes, oh, no. <laughs> and the the book is No One Is Talking About This by Patricia Lockwood, who I didn't realize until like after I started reading it that it's the same person who who has um some some famous cat tweets on. Yeah, she also has that great um a Paris Review tweet. Oh. Wow, just uh She's a good yeah, she's a good account. I think that she would write a great ARG. Maybe she's at it. I don't know. Like, I feel like there has to be, uh, I'm looking at her Paris review tweet. Let's see if I can find it. Um, I can't brutal. Um, but the, um, yeah, I feel like, I feel like the, um, the tweet, the, the, the Twitter accounts we know and love would do a better job than, uh, CBS or Disney in writing an ARG. Yeah. I don't think they, they get to the heart of it. No, not really. Not really. Wonder we should I should I should be thinking more about like interesting YouTube stuff, I think. I think that's my fault. I think that's like maybe is where all this stuff is going and has gone. Maybe, making interesting YouTube stuff or consuming No, just like YouTube consuming. Stuff. I can't make that stuff. It does seem like it would be challenging. 
Yeah, it's not my not my skill set. But I thought you were um, suggesting that she should be making even more things, at, and I was an ARG. To, I was going, to, going suggest, to tell me not to do that. I was, maybe not. Maybe not adding another thing to your list at this time. <laughs> don't don't add don't add video work to your. <laughs> I <have to> learn <laughs> how to do this. Um, no, I bet like I bet uh, YouTube and TikTok have the ARGs now. That's going to be my guess. Oh, I think we could get into TikTok. <laughs> no cartridge TikTok. We'll just do <laughs> ARGs on TikTok. <laughs> Now, okay, let's let's do this off air because I don't want anyone to steal our secret. <laughs> well, follow me at Hagelbon. Follow Liv at AV Club, A-V-E-Y, uh, C-L-U-B. Um, and, uh, yeah, just uh, go play a game that you, you think you'd like. Um, I'll suggest uh, go play go play a visual novel. They're, they're really interesting, and I think you might have a good time with them. I don't have any suggestions except – I'm imploring all of you to bring websites back. We're going to bring websites back in a big, big way this year. The website for Overwatch 2 is going to be really cool. Overwatch 2 is never coming out. Don't don't listen to them. <laughs> it's not a real game. They're tricking you. <laughs> oh, wow. They have this HTML website for Overwatch 2. Cool. It says it's definitely coming out. Um <laughs> Well, all right, Liv, I will talk to you again soon. Pleasure as always. Of course. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.